Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you're brand new to this show, the show is all about a little one-on card game called Magic the Gathering. I didn't need to wear my headphones there that time. Oh, we talk about all things Magic the Gathering um, and all that other stuff. But anyways, uh, tonight we have an awesome guest for you all. We brought on none other than Benny. Benny, who is an avid Star City Games writer, who mainly, I think all he talks about is Commander, um, and he's been writing for Star City Games, he told me, since 1999, so that, he's got quite the amount of articles under his belt there, if he's been writing for that long, and we talked a whole heck of a lot about Commander, and just everything else under the sun you can think of um you know obviously this whole year has just been crazy so we talked about some of that stuff as well too um before we get into that uh, let me get some announcements out of the way this podcast can be found on the following on itunes google play stitcher TuneIn radio and spotify and if you want to help support the show you can help support the show by checking out the show's patreon at patreon.com slash magic with uh i also so i'm pretty terrible at posting stuff on patreon itself but if you do join the patreon we do have a discord and there is a patreon uh, supporter discord channel where you can find out what people i'm working on with interviews and also get early access to episodes as well should i be able to get them up enough in time before they're supposed to be released um sometimes with the way schedules work and the way i do episodes and record sometimes that's not always possible to get them out early but you know you do get that chance and plus you know you get a shout out on the show and you know some signed cards by me as well too so definitely worth checking out if you want to help support the show and if you like what i do as well too um and you can also reach out to me via Twitter at MagicWithZuby and Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. And you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. And we have one more quick little ad to get out of the way. Oh, oh yeah. Also, I forgot to mention my sponsor, uh, Cardsphere.com. They're freaking awesome and amazing. If you want to be able to buy, sell, and trade your magic singles, uh, go ahead and use Cardsphere.com. I personally use them, and I've been personally using them even before being sponsored by them. And they are a great site and just super easy to use. It looks complicated at first, trust me. But once you really get the hang of it, get your inventory on there, or putting your hat, or putting the cards that you want on there and then just add some funds it's super easy but it's 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 very easy to handle so definitely we're checking out their awesome company uh go sign up for them today and um and then one other quick little ad and then we will get on with the interview with benny hey everybody zuby here and i've got with me the awesome the amazing benny uh benny you are like one of the prolific uh edh writers out there for was it just star city games that you write for yeah okay yeah yeah i've been writing pretty pretty much exclusively for them for a long time okay okay Um, i wasn't sure if it was any other sites yeah i mean i i i used to write a little bit for the mothership many years ago um and uh, also recently, I've been doing some collabs with the professor, writing some scripts for him. So that's oh, that's cool. Fun. That's cool. Um, yeah. So brought you on here today to really just interview you, talk about magic. Um, you also wrote the complete commander ebook as well. Yeah. 
Um, when did that come out? Um, that came out about six years ago, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, it came out about six years ago, so it, it is a need for some updating, <laughs> which um, I kind of did a little initial um, work on that this summer a little bit. Um, so hopefully I can get a little bit more progress on, on getting an update of that. I mean, luckily, you know, commander is commander, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's not like huge changes to the format or anything. So, yeah. Um, the, you know, the, and the book kind of goes into, uh, it's kind of aimed towards getting people up to speed with playing the format. So, you know, there's always new people that are jumping in and learning to play. So, hopefully, some of them find my book useful. I know that'd be awesome. Yeah. No, um, I've never personally checked it out. Um, but, so what does it mainly entail just the basics of the format or um well it's got um the well <clears throat> basically i kind of start out with why play commander right i kind of mm-hmm. go over all the great things about the format and what makes it awesome um what makes it different than you know competitive magic and so, you know, basically, I just kind of want to confirm the choice to dive into the format mm-hmm. um, to, to the reader. Um, and then I kind of dig into, um, you know, choosing your commander and paying attention to your mana curve and um, just kind of go over a lot of the nuts and bolts of building, you know, choosing a, a commander and building your first commander deck. You know, and hopefully there's some strategy and things um, that either, even more established players can can uh, get some use out of, too. And uh, also we had some people um, kind of chime in with, there was some um, what I called vignettes, where people sort of, um, just people from the community kind of wrote in really cool things that happened in a game of Commander. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like just voices from the community just kind of explaining something that stands out to them. Um, you know, because to me, I think the the cool thing about Commander are the the stories that oh, yeah. you generate from it. You know, not only the, the cool plays that happen that kind of blow your mind or just sort of some of the absurd things that can happen in the game with like, you know, a bird picking up a suit of armor or, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Just kind of funny things like that. Or Putting boots on a dinosaur. Right. <laughs> you know, silly things like that, or maybe like a six-card combo that you didn't even know existed in the deck. Yeah. Um, but then also just, you know, sort of what inspires you to build the deck to begin with, you know, because it's sort of a... There's a story in there too, right? The, like what what called out to you that made you want to pull this together since oh, each deck yeah. is very personalized. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely a big stickler on that where I, I'm not one of those ones where I can just find any commander and just build it. I am very picky about the commander I want to build because I want it to be special. You know, I want it to be something that I enjoy playing and sort of put my own flavor and personality into it. Yeah. Yeah, and I also got um, some people that wrote some fiction pieces in there, so some sort of commander fan fiction. <laughs> so uh we, we kind oh, of pe- cool. peppered that in there too so 
anyway, it's it's got a lot of different components that I, that I hope um, even you know new players and older players, more established players would enjoy it. So, is it only available in ebook? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's only available in ebook. Um, apparently, when uh, I I got my graphic designer to work on that, it, it's a different animal to sort of do to format for a book book. Oh, really? An ebook. Yeah, apparently they're two different animals with, and it would have required basically, um, you know, double the work to sort of come up with a a print version and a ebook version. And what kind of work would it entail? Well, I mean, this come from someone who knows nothing about book publishing or. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just guessing the formatting, right? You got to format okay. for you know, the printed page and the binding and, and as opposed, you know, like with an ebook, you kind of just scroll, right? You can just yeah, scroll and yeah. scroll. Whereas a book is a little, is different. You know, you flip in pages and things like that. So I guess maybe um, it depends well, on how big the book is going to be like, like lengthwise and all that. And right. Yeah. Oh. So I, I, I didn't, Plus, I, I didn't know if anybody would want to buy it, right? So, like, the ebook route was much safer, right? Pro probably cheaper, too, to... right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cheaper to buy, and um, I didn't have to, you know, pay for 100 copies yeah. and have them sit in my, my house and hope that, <laughs> that somebody bought them, you know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, so I just, but I, in retrospect, I, I wish I had um, gone ahead and, and gone for the the book too, because there is something about having a a paper book to oh, yeah. make you feel feel like you've done something more than you know something substantial. And and I've had people ask me they would like to have you know a signed physical copy, and so. You know, maybe maybe someday in the next couple of years, I'll, I'll get around to doing that. I know that'd be cool. I'm I'm definitely a physical book reader. Um, I've actually been returning to physical books lately because when I first got my Kindle, um, God, years ago, I first got a Kindle, and I was like, I I have so many eBooks on there. It's insane how many books I have on there, and I, I was obsessed. And then when I got the Kindle Paperwhite, I can now read in the dark and all that, and I have to worry about. <laughs> leaving the light on as I fall asleep with a book in my hand. Um, <laughs> right. But just the, just this past year, 2020, um, I've been back in physical books and fuck, I've bought so many physical books lately. I'm running out of room. That's the big problem right now. <laughs> running out of bookshelf space. Yeah. yeah it's funny. I, um, one of my part-time jobs that I had many, many years ago was uh, working at Barnes and Noble and I bought so many physical books oh, that man. I, I still have some that I've never read that, you know, it was just a, when you can get that big employee discount Ooh. and when you love books, it's just like half your paycheck goes to, goes to books. I know my, my, my wife and I, our goal one day is when we move out of this house and move into like our forever home is we're yeah. going to have like one space dedicated to just bookshelves of books. Cause she, cause oh, she, yeah. she's the same way. She's a physical book reader and all that and she but the her taste in books is all way opposite of what i like she loves all the <laughs> the the victorian stuff um the elizabeth bethian 
books and all that. I'm all like, that's boring. (laughs) (laughs) Give me, you know, my sci-fi and fantasy and my murder mysteries and my, you know, spy thriller stuff. And (laughs) (laughs) but uh, can you can sit side by side and escape into your own own little worlds there side by side. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's one of the things we do whenever we go to the beach is we'll just sit side by side, just read, and um, and well, the kids are a lot older now, so they don't like going to the beach. But you know, when they were <laughs> younger, you just let them go play and just read. Right. Oh man, but um, so twenty twenty has been a year, and um, this has also been. I don't know. I still think one of the best things about this year, you know, out of all the darkness has been really spell table and the advent that I have been able to play commander with a lot more people. Hell, I've been playing more commander than any time in my life before this year because it's I'm playing an insane amounts of commander now. Um, Do you find yourself similar? Are you playing a lot of webcam commander or... Yeah, just about every weekend I'm um, jumping on a webcam game or two. Um, so it's definitely been much more consistent. Um, uh, so I feel I feel like so I used to go to the SCG cons, which they started having twice a year um, mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and so like the normal time I would I would be saying I'm playing less than. Uh, or I was playing less than I am now, but then SCG con kind of centralizes. I mean, I would play, you know, 20 games in a weekend. <laughs> oh my God. You know, at the SCG con. So it was, that's it was exhausting intense. too, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it, it's so much fun, but exhausting. Yeah. So they were just so much fun just, uh, to run, a, run across people that you had never met before, but I guess you, you got sort of a similar thing going on with webcam games these days. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean with COVID going around and heck, even when there's a vaccine and stuff starts getting back to normal, I can't see myself not playing webcam commander. Cause, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have an LGS pretty soon. Um, not that I've been going to it anyway, but it's just from what I hear that, that some people are visiting it. It's, probably going to go under soon um mm. i mean it's not like it was a very good shop to begin with so it's, i mean it sucks but you know it's it, yeah it, well what's what, <laughs> what's been so fun though is that for years there have been people online that i've been friends with on twitter magic twitter that i've i've said you know i have said hey you know maybe we could meet up at a con somewhere and play it'd be great to finally play with you and then this year i've played with a lot of them already you know just on on webcam which has been great oh yeah no it's it's been great um no for sure it's like i said i've played more commander than ever this year and i've built so many more commander decks this year (laughs) too because it's just i i want to keep playing and building more and you know i've got the time to do it but actually past few days i've took apart like four or five of them past few days because just either found them boring or i wanted to start using the cards for some of the new sweet commander legend stuff oh man there's so many good interesting legends and commander legends it's just crazy oh my god i i 
my Discord already hates me, but I want to build Averna so bad. Just Averna <laughs> Cascade. Because I, I, I don't, I've never played, or I've, I don't have a teamer commander at all, and I've never built a teamer commander. And, <laughs> And I didn't. I ha, I've been. I haven't been wanting to do like the basic sort of Riku of two reflections, or even the new Zyrus or anything like that, or Animar. But when I just see the chaos that Averna can do, I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'm all about that. <laughs> right. I want to cascade yeah, like into I cascade. Have... Yeah, that looks so much fun. Definitely. I I've got on my desk actually. I've got like the uh, four stacks of cards of new decks that I'm trying to slowly parse together. So yeah. I've got a, I've got a uh, Obeka. Uh, oh, that, that that's the one that ends the turns, right? Ends the turn, yeah. Oh man, that's how are you building that <laughs> one? Like, I I don't even know what you do with that one. Oh man, there's so many cool things you can do with with her. I mean, there's some really mean stuff you can do. Um, like what? With, like steel effects and stuff. Oh, um, oh, so like do an act of treason, treason type thing and then just end the turn. Yeah. Where you only keep well, it. Also, there's like Arami of the Dead Tide that can uh, give a creature uh, encore. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one and does so, look cool. So when you would normally sacrifice the creature, you just put the sacrifice on the stack and then end the turn. Oh, oh wait, what colors is uh, the Obek? She's Grixis. Grixis. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Oh, dang. Oh, dang, like Encore, then just end the... Okay. Yeah, so then you get to keep the... Keep them, right? That's kind of gross. Um, (laughs) Felden of the Third Path, right? When you make a copy, you've got to sacrifice it at the end of the turn. So same with Um, other token effects, too, that die at the yeah. end of turn Ooh, yeah okay there's yeah a, th- that's starting to get gross man <laughs> there's a <laughs> glorious end right yep. where you end somebody's turn but then you're gonna lose at the end of the turn and so you put the you lose trigger on the stack and then you end the turn so there's just a lot of i mean i've got a lot more cards here than that are actually going to be able to fit <laughs> but i just yeah. kind of put a stack of stuff on on here um, Gilharg the Razebore. Oh right. yeah, because it only comes out temporarily. And sneak attack. Oh yeah. So like, Ooh. you would put them out temporarily, but then when the trigger goes on the stack, go ahead and end your turn. Are there any good dash creatures that you could use from cons? Well, mm. well, I guess there's Colagon. Colagon has dash, right? Right, right. But I think yeah, that's I like you... the only good one, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, Unearth is an interesting oh, one. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, this so okay. Like you could... <laughs> You're yeah, seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wheels my the wheels of my head are starting to turn. Like I, I didn't think I, I think I pulled one of one of them and I was looking like eh, it seems okay. <laughs> Just shows you how good I am at magic. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, different things appeal to different people. I, I to me it's like a puzzle, right? If I see yeah. something and I'm kind of like if I'm kind of like what what, you know, like I'm tempted to put it down cuz it looks too weird, but then part of me is like 
you know, I go to bed at night and I'm just thinking about it. And then I wake up in the morning going, ha ha, now, now I know yeah, what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. No, th- that, that's kind of, that's how I feel about the mana burn one, the, the Jund yeah. mana burn. Like right. I, I want I want to build it, but do something like completely off the wall. But I have no idea yet what yet. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, there's there's uh those snakes from Kamigawa, right? That would give everybody mana. Remember? Oh, um, what snakes? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I I know I played during then too, but I I just can't remember. Yeah, there's some snakes that like during each player's um main phase they get a green mana or they get three green mana or like they would just kind of create this mana and um of course without mana burn it's no big deal if you can't spend it but if all Mm -hmm. of a sudden everybody's taking mana burn it becomes a big deal that's true it's true what's that one's name um oh what's the commander's name again the jund one um Oh, Yurlock or Yurlick or Yurlock? I guess it's Yurlock. Yeah, Yurlock. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just taking a look at EDH Rec to see what are some good cards for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's uh I'm sure there's some people wheels turning out there on the on the EDH Rec page. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, but um. So have any of the snakes? Um, not yet. Not yet. Maybe they're not good enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing any of the Kamigawa snakes. It also seems like there's not a whole lot of decks built for it yet, too. Mm, okay. That I'm seeing on here. Um. So, as a card, no, as commander, not as a card. Okay, there we go. Oh, let me see what they have for. Oh, here we go. Um, Magus of the Vineyard. At the beginning right. of each player's pre-combat main phase, add green, two green to that player's mana pool. Okay, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, ooh, and then and then give mana doubling effects to everybody. So <laughs> right. they so they have to like try to spend that mana. Ooh, Eladomri's Vineyard. At the beginning of each player's main phase, add two green to that. Ooh, that's pretty nasty. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, and... uh, Yeah, and I think um, Red has some enchantments, some really old enchantments that used to cause you pain unless you... um, For every land you had untapped at the end of the turn... So those enchantments kind of got hosed once mana burn went away. Yeah. You just tap, yeah. Your, tap your lands and float your mana, but then with your lock around, you can actually, uh, you know, do some do some work with those enchantments. Oh, what is it? Because I think I have that in my um, Torbrand deck, so, Cit- Citadel of Pain. Yeah, Citadel of Pain, I think, is the one. Yeah, at the end of each player's turn, it deals X damage to that player where X is the number of untapped lands they control. Ooh, yeah. so yet yeah, either force them to tap them all, and well, they could still take damage too if yeah. they don't spend it. Ooh, okay, I'm starting to like this. Yeah, that definitely oh, should man. go in that <laughs> <your> deck. 
I mean, it's a Vyashino, uh, you know? Yeah. He, he, he likes the pain. <laughs> he brings the pain. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I think I might have to build this as my Jun deck. That'd be fun. Um, so have you done much Commander Legend sealed or anything? Yeah, um, I've played three three pools. Um, so I've I've played with some some local friends and uh, a couple other people on webcam, and um, it's fun. It's it's definitely well balanced, and the um, the monarch mechanic definitely keeps people's cards flowing. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it makes games not always stay at a stall too. Yeah. Because it, it makes you want to target someone. I, I do like that aspect. How about you? Have you have you had, had a chance to play? Yeah, I've done two games and I've done horribly. Cause um <laughs> and I so I limited is like my favorite format. Um if as much as I love Commander, but if I could only choose one format for the rest of my life, it'd be booster draft or sealed. It'd be okay. one of them. Um so the past few times that I've done this, I've been trying to build the decks too much like a regular sealed deck and not, mm. not thinking of it as a commander deck. And that's where I need to change my thinking. Um, right. Like have the, the higher cost swingier, yeah. more of those in there. Yeah. So Instead it, of a low curve and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cause I try to balance my curve out and, you know, make sure I have some good card draw, some good ramp or something. And, but then it's just either I go out too early and all that. And then if there's like a board wipe or all my stuff is killed, it's like, oh, well, I'm kind of done. I've got like one big bomb and that's it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's yeah, been it's fun though. Yeah. It's definitely different. Um, it, it's a it's very different all. building of the, of the decks. It's uh, the one thing that I'm I'm a little unhappy with with sealed anyway for six packs, which is what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Is the the removal is kind of hit or miss. Like I, I had a couple yeah. pools where I had ap- like two removal spells in the in the entire thing of you know, and that that makes it tough, right? You're just sort of oh, yeah. banging stuff into other people's. <laughs> creatures and you know there aren't any you know ways to sort of punch through with a with a clutch removal spell and then you know I've seen people with pools where they they seem to have they always seem to have a removal spell right know, and so. they get everything good I mean that that's sealed in general um, where yeah. people just have some crazy pool pools um, the the other thing that I've noticed too is what what stinks is you'll get like a really good like one of your colors will be really good but you don't have either don't have a commander for it and you got to choose the prismatic piper or the commander you have for that color is really 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 bad <laughs> right or or you get one of the multicolored commanders and it's like this is a really good commander but all the colors are just super bad to even pl- play this <laughs> play this commander yeah. here so it's def it's definitely a challenge. Like the partner mechanic was perfect for this sealed format, for the limited format. Yeah, and 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 I've I've lost by decking myself. Like the games have gone to the point of of where you're just drawing your whole deck. It's crazy. I have not done that yet. I've died too. I wouldn't say too quickly, but too early in the in the games. But um, but yeah, I can definitely see that because my last sealed game uh 
one of the people built I'm so terrible at these names Arkelos the turtle one Yep, that's another that's another deck that I have here on my (laughs) that I'm I'm working on building (laughs) and um wow that was a pain in the butt that was just (laughs) like like oh I'm gonna go to attack and then I'm I was right after the turtle player so I'm like oh so everything I play is just gonna come in tapped great (laughs) (laughs) right why couldn't oh man but it that was the deck that won but it's been fun overall like like some of the partner command commanders i've seen have been really strong like pixie kitten in our first one she built a falthus and kelleth commander partner and holy crap that was strong the giving all your commanders death touch and menace and then kelleth gives your commanders a, a one one counter every time they attack Oh, so it was like two familiar, two of the familiars, right? Yeah, super oh, good. Okay. Holy crap! And, and they're both really cheap, so yeah, I could see that would be pretty brutal. Oh, yeah, it was brutal. It, we we couldn't stop it. N- none of us, we we all, all of us had you know spot removal, but she was just going way too wide, and just we couldn't keep up. <laughs> That's the other thing and too. White- you what? Yeah. White black, white black seems to be a pretty strong combination. Um, basically, all three of my card pools, white black was the best. Um, had the best cards. Yeah. Though in the my last card pool, I purposely built um, a green blue deck instead because I was just like, I, I want to play something other than black white. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I know, know what you mean. And, and I opened that that. Uh, quadruple cascade dinosaur in that pool so oh my gosh i just wanted to play that and and i sure enough i finally drew it and played it and it won me the game so oh my gosh that's disgusting (laughs) yeah it was very disgusting yeah how do you not win with that card (laughs) yeah it's crazy i when i first saw it i was like wow that's very powerful but man 10 mana so much but I mean, it it could not have been cheaper than that. It it needed to be ten mana. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh man, so I, I'm definitely gonna get that card in Averna, and then I want to <laughs> get what is it, the Maelstrom Wander that gives all your Cascade spells Cascade or no 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 um no because that just has Cascade Cascade. Is there another card that gives all your cards Cascade or something or? Um, there's a red creature that gives your commanders um, cascade. Yeah, yeah, I've got that card. Um, and there's the commander. There's the legend that. Um, yeah, flame can herald the one that gives your commander spells cascade. Yeah. Yeah, because I got that. I, I pulled that one the other day. Um, in I think my last a legendary game. creature that gives doesn't give it anything that you cast that's six or higher gives it cascade. Maybe, probably okay. there. Prob- there probably is something like that. I don't know. There's so many new legends; it's like impossible to oh, remember. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I still don't even. I still don't even know like half the cards that came out this year, like from Theros and up. It's I can't keep up with it all. It's like, yeah. like I try my best, but man, it, it's a, it gets a little bit intense. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've been, obviously, I've been reveling in the year of Commander, but I definitely could use um, a year or two before we have another one of these years. You know, that brings up a good point. Um, Oh, oh, it's Emoti. Emoti's the new uh, 
or emote or emote emote i don't know how to pronounce this it's it's the simic <laughs> the simic naga druid spells you cast okay. convert a mana cost six or greater of cascade that's the one it's, oh, it's yeah, uncommon yeah. Okay. um yeah I, I know what you mean that brings up a good point where um you know what are your thoughts have been on this because i know there's been a lot of talk of people not liking that wizards is like especially standard sets on how they're focusing on more on commander they're purposely making commander cards and you know mm. you know how long have you been have you how long have you been playing the commander format first of all and what have been your thoughts on what was like what wizard shift and focuses on commander um well i've been playing commander for about almost 13 years so mm-hmm. i was one of the early adopters um, multiplayer magic was something that I started magic um, back in 1994 I started playing magic in multiplayer so when um, when I heard about the format from Sheldon who was a, a friend of mine that we, we did some writing together um, and he lived in Virginia and um, I used to see him at, at Star City Games events and he was telling me about this cool new format that, that was kind of taken off with the judge community and um, I thought, hey, sounded fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've been right there from the beginning, um, for, well, near the beginning anyway. Um, I'm not a judge, so I didn't get the I didn't get the judge route on there. But um, <laughs> sort of once it started spilling out into the rest of the magic community, I was I was in and hooked. And um, I personally love that Wizards makes cards for Commander. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of feel like um, they sort of spoil, I guess, whatever, um, you know, sort of whatever nostalgic feel that people have from back when the format was, you know, digging through bulk rare boxes for multiplayer gems and stuff like that. I mean, that was a lot of fun, too. But yeah, I enjoyed um, that. I enjoyed because I because I started Commander and Theros when Theros first came out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and that was a lot, a lot of fun too. And you still get some of that. I mean, there's still things that get that uh, get printed in standard sets that would never see the light of day, but you know, can get played in Commander. So, um, but I, I like that that there's a lot of smart people at Wizards that are putting their game design minds towards the format. Um, mm-hmm. I think they miss sometimes and they get it wrong sometimes, but it, I think that they're still sort of new at it. You know what I mean? Well, so, well what would you think they, think the, what do you think they miss when you say that? Well, I, I think that they kind of, I, I think they don't think through the play experience of the people playing against the cards. Like when they're designing the cards, they're designing it for people to get excited to play with and not necessarily play against. You know what okay. I mean? Like for me anyway, with Commander, um, there's cards that I would love to put in certain decks, but I don't because I I get the feeling that they're going to be bad play experiences for my opponents. And for me, if I'm going to you know, ask for an hour of your time to come sit down and play a game with me. I want you to have as much fun as I'm having. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're all, we're all putting some time into sitting together and playing 
um, playing a game and hopefully we'll all have a lot of fun together and we'll still want to play uh, play together later, you know, and I and I think that Wizards has been, you know, has so focused so many years in building tournament style magic cards that sometimes it's a little hard to shift gears into thinking about designing specifically for Commander because multiplayer is just very different and um, the goals are different, right? So would you say a card like you're mentioning that's not fun to play against would be something... Because I know you had a tweet the other day about Hull Breacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think Hull Breacher is exactly that sort of miss that seems like a good a good card. Like, you know, I know when, when they were designing it, they were probably like, you know, this is a great card to counteract people that are playing these huge, you know, Simic decks that ramp hard and then have, like, mass card draw. And it's a great tool for that, but it, at the same time, it's also kind of posing all of the other fair card draw that people play that you kind of need to have in a multiplayer deck, you know? Like, mm -hmm. people play board wipes, and, you know, not every color combination is going to have mass card draw, so a lot of people rely on something like Tome of Legends or, you know, like individual card draw that helps them keep in the game, right? Because if you don't have any cards, if all you're doing is drawing one card a turn and, you know, a third of those cards are lands, um, how are you playing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, after a while, when, you're, when your hand has been depleted by mass board removal and stuff, um, and then someone throws down Hull Breacher, you know, turning off a few of your card draw spells, then, you know, you're just kind of floundering there, and that's no fun. Yeah, no, I can so see I, that. I, like, I feel like they could have done something different to target what they probably were thinking to target, but they didn't think all the way through of the ramifications of it. And I, and I think, ultimately, a lot of people who are casual commander players are just going to not play Hull Breacher. Right, but it's going to cause yeah. some pain. Not only that, but it's expensive now too. <laughs> yeah, it's and if you and if bucks. you open one up, you're going to want to play it. Yeah, you're going to want to play the card, right? Mm -hmm. So then, when your friends are all salty at you, it's going to make you <laughs> mad because you're like, "Why are you giving me a bunch of grief because I'm playing a card that sweet?" You know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, eventually, uh, I mean, I feel like if they had been better in touch with sort of the larger commander community and how most people play commander, I think they wouldn't have made the card that, that way. I can see that. Does what, that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. What, what do you think you would change with that card? So let's say you had the chance to redesign it. What would you do? How would do have you thought of like how you would fix that card or? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be pretty easy. You could just say, um, whenever uh, someone draws more than one card per turn, you get a treasure instead, right? So okay, in instead of could... each card they draw? Because I think... Well, the way it's worded is that um, you only get to draw the regular your regular draw 
the regular card that you draw on your draw step. That's the only time you get to draw oh, a card. Oh, oh, I, I see, I see. So they never draw again. They only draw one card, and then they create a charge. So you still allow them to draw the cards, but you also get to get the treasure tokens. Is is that what you're saying? No, no, just or, like just um. So like whenever somebody would draw a card, um, if it's more than one card. If if whenever someone would draw more than one card in a turn, then you get a treasure instead. Okay. Right? So it only happens once on their turn. Essentially. So like if you had something like Tome of Legends, mm-hmm. right, and you wanted to tap it to draw a card, you could just wait to someone else's turn and then draw it on their turn. Right. Yeah, I see what you mean. So that would that would make mean that the you know, fair card draw spell would still work right mm-hmm. whereas you'd be shutting down the you know sack uh 20 power creature to greater good and draw 20 cards or something <laughs> like that you know you're, you're shutting down the absurdity without hosing all of the fair card draw that everybody puts into their decks just to keep just to play you know okay. okay no i mean i can see i can see that argument for it um it, it, it's almost similar to people not wanting to play with or against opposition agent too, how that stops all the tutoring as well. Right. Um, how that stops a lot of combo decks. And I don't know. I, I think in the end, it's just really up to one. It's up to your play group. And two, it's really just, I don't know, just up to yourself as well as in what you're wanting to do. And I agree. I like your philosophy and I agree with that philosophy where you want to make sure everybody has fun, you know, and that's what I try to do with my decks. Yeah, I definitely have some degenerate decks that, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of commander players eventually they're going to have that one or two decks that are just degenerate, but you don't play them that much. <laughs> yeah, and you break it out. If everybody wants to get degenerate, then everybody's yeah. going to bring out their degenerate <laughs> decks together. It's sort of expected, right? Like, like Grand Arbiter, he's one of my degenerate decks, and um, <laughs> oh, and no. it, he, I, I don't play him as stacks or anything. I play him as hard control, where um, mm. I just don't allow you to do anything, and then I just my only real win con is with uh, approach of the second sun. <laughs> Oh, no. Be, being able to that sounds it, it, oh it is it's it's the last time i played it i was miserable playing it. <laughs> it, it it was it was simply miserable but the only time i break that out is if people want me to play it or or you know i or they're talking a bunch of crap and i'm like i i tell them like don't make me play don't make me pull out grand arbiter and all that you know just to joke with them and <laughs> Then I pull it right. out and I'm like, I feel like even though I won the game, I feel like I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like something like Hull Breacher and Opposition Agent should have been printed in like Eternal Masters or something, you know? Like, like I feel like putting it in a commander set sort of makes them, makes people expect that this should be fine to play in commander no matter what you're, yeah, you're and playing. It definitely, know? um, Especially Hull Breacher seems like if you're playing sealed or something, it definitely feels um if you manage to get that card, you're gonna be way ahead because especially if someone had because in in this format with Commander Legends, it is pretty easy to draw more than one card. 
Um, so that definitely stops that. But with opposition agent in limited, how many tutors are there that that would even affect with opposition agent? Are there even a lot of tutors in the set that? Well, there's uh, there's the basic land fetch, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right, because it stops that as well, too. I forgot about yeah, that. that it, it stops yeah. anything that you search your library for. That's right. Yeah. And it has flash, right? So that you can yeah. flash it out in response to someone trying to fetch a basic land and then go get their basic land and put them yeah. in the place under your control. That's just so rude. I mean, I'm not against opposition agent if I know... I'm playing against someone who all they're doing is just going to tutor for all their good stuff. Like, I'm not against right. that, or I'm just going to be like, nope, you're not getting your, you know, end game combo and all that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm definitely against the feel bads where, just like you said, someone plays an evolving wilds or something. Nope, you're not going to get it now. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, opposition agent, I'm actually less um, concerned about in casual commander games than. Um, yeah, uh, because I personally have have gotten away pretty far away from playing tutors, other than land fetches in, my, in a lot of my decks. I mean, I, I've got you know, I'll, if I'm playing an equipment deck, I'll have a couple of cards that go get equipment. Yeah, um, and things like that. But like as far as like demonic tutor or vampire tutor or any of that kind of stuff, it's just sort of open ended tutors where you can go try to put your combo apart together with. Um, I don't really play that kind of commander. I'd I'd rather see what comes up, you know, off no, the top I know of your deck. You yeah, because no. you know you're paying you're playing the singleton format, so each game should be different, right? And mm -hmm. and if you're playing tutors, then that sort of makes the games much more homogenous, right? Yeah, I have I've only got tutors and those decks that I consider more my top end ones. Um, yep. which I don't play as often. Um, yeah, I finally, I, I have, I've had a Prosh deck from the beginning and of oh, course nice. Prosh, Prosh was, you know, crazy powerful when once people realized that, that he, you could do stuff with food chain and, um, <laughs> so whenever I would break out my Prosh deck, everybody assumed that I was playing food chain and then I would, I'd have to explain, I don't have food chain in this deck and they're like, yeah, sure you don't. And. You know, if they were friends of mine, they would know. It's just a basically, I was trying to kill people with kobolds is how is how I had built the deck. But whenever I would play with strangers um, at the cons, you know, they would always assume I was comboing. And uh, oh yeah, so yeah. eventually I decided, well, okay, I, I actually have a food chain. I'm gonna put it in Prosh. I'm gonna throw in demonic tutor, vampiric tutor and a bunch of combos with food chain and I'm just going to make it my absurd, powerful, you know, obnoxious deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, and, so, and some commanders just get those bad reps too. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, my Prosh deck is now that deck. So if, if, if somebody wants to play, um, higher power kind of obnoxious, um, uh, commander, I have a deck for that. So, no, I don't that's... play very often, but it's yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say my two like best decks would be Grand Arbiter, which 
e even though it's like I'm so tempted to take it apart, I don't want to at the same time because <laughs> it's I, I love trying to make it better whenever new stuff comes out. Um, and Crufix, Crufix was my very first commander, and I love that card. I I, I love that commander. I love that deck. Um, he's more Eldrazi built and all that, <laughs> but he first started off with Hydra Tribal, and. Um, <laughs> The the I, I still have a few hydras left in there, but my um my um my MVP hydra is what Hydra Broodmaster or Hydra Brood is it is it Hydra Brood yeah Hydra Broodmaster yeah. yeah 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 the one where I can just like poop out like a crap ton of hydras with all my mana <laughs> and I love yeah. it yeah um it's definitely one of my degenerate decks but. No, that's one thing that always irritates me how some commanders get a bad rap like that. Um, like Prosh. Um, I've got a Narset Enlightened Master deck, and mm -hmm. I built it with just it being Monk Tribal. Uh, just right. so I can like try to chain off some prowess, you know, right. triggers and all that. And um and every time I pull it out, people just groan like, Oh, are you gonna do infinite turns or whatever? I'm like, No, I don't even have an extra turn card in this. <laughs> And I've got like maybe <laughs> two counters, I think. I don't even Yeah. Like I, I've gotten to a point now if I'm I know if I'm building a blue deck, I don't I I rarely put counters in the deck now. I, I rarely right. put I may put like a bounce a board wipe in, in terms of a bounce, but not cyclonic rift though. I'll put like a everyone returns their creatures type thing back to mm -hmm. the hand. Um Right. I don't know, because Cyclonic Rip, that, that's just another card where it's, if you pull it off, you're so ahead, and if you can't find a way to win, then you shouldn't be playing it. <laughs> right. Because it yeah. just makes games go on way too long. Sometimes. Yep. Yeah, actually, uh, my girlfriend wants to make a Monk Tribal deck with Narset, too. Oh, it's so much fun. Like, I even, um, I even put all my basic lands as snow-covered lands. For for hmm. no other reason but just the aesthetic, because you know they're, <laughs> they're they're training up in the mountains or in the snow and <laughs> yeah and all that. Just there's not a single reason why I have it. Yeah, but. and we got the um, we got that secret layer, the woman's the year of the woman or yes. The, so that, I love we've that got art. the we've got that Narset too. So she's gonna build a monk tribal deck at some point. Oh yeah, I should send you my list, um, just for maybe some inspiration or something. Yeah, it's, absolutely. I, I I love that deck. Like it's, I, I think it's only won like a few times, cause um, and one of my favorite cards in that deck. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, one of my favorite cards in that deck is if I have enough mana to pull off Flying Crane technique. Where you untap all <laughs> yes. creatures you control, they gain flying and double strike until end of turn. Oh, and all right. those prowess triggers too. <laughs> it's so good. That's yeah, it's one of my favorite cards in there. Um, yeah, I'll send you my list. Um, you know, let me send it to you now in Twitter DM before I forget, because I know after this I'll forget. Um, <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm just yeah, like I'll send that. that to Wendy. Yeah, it, it's. I love it. It's so much fun. It's not the best deck or anything, but it's. You know, um, I I love anything with martial arts and kung fu and all that. Um, there's another really good card 
in there that um I have found to like save my butt so many times. Let me see if I can find it. It's um it is oh Serene Master. That card has saved my ass so many times. Do, do you remember what Serene Master does? I don't. Whenever Serene Master blocks, exchange its power and the power of target creatures blocking until end of turn. And it's oh, a zero yeah. two. Right? <laughs> oh, I love it. It has saved my butt so many times. Yeah, that's a pretty cool card. Yeah. Um. No, that's a, another one of my favorite decks. So, um, you've been doing the Star City Games articles for a while now. Um, and with a lot of people getting into Commander, especially Commander content creation, um, and for people who even want to write about Commander, what's some like advice or tips you could give them for maybe wanting to dive in and start writing their own stuff? Um, you know, and maybe ways to try to stand out or anything like that. Um. Well, the the biggest advice that I have is to. So, I know I've heard people talk about you know. If you don't have anything to say, then don't bother saying anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, sort of advising people: if you don't have the passion, then your your readers will know it. And there's some validity to that, but I also think that there's, um, if you put in the work, it gets easier, right? So, mm-hmm. like, if you if you set up. Um, a regular time that you're going to write um, and do it. You know, even if you're not really sure what you want to write about, if you just sort of discipline yourself to do it and, um, you know, set up a blog and write about Commander once a week and make sure that it's always up on a, you know, every Wednesday and then, you know, promote it on social media and, and start building your brand, you know? Um, I've been writing a long time and it's, you know, I have kind of a formula that I, that I just sort of pound out every week. And sometimes I don't want to, I don't want to do it. You know, I'm tired or, <laughs> I know what you, mean. you know, <laughs> life gets in the way. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you want to build a, a following and you want to be there, um, even if people don't read you every week, if they know you're there writing, when they want something to read and they are like, oh yeah, this guy or this gal is writing about Commander. Let me go see what what uh, she put up this week. You know, and, and mm-hmm. you build an audience that way. So it's just sort of a, uh, you, you got to get a work ethic, really, to, to kind of make it out there. Because there's a lot of great Commander content out there. There's so much, I, I can't keep up with it. Oh yeah, know, it's oh yeah, of, for sure. <laughs> You know, I, I'm in the game and I can't even keep up with all the great content. So, and especially in the um, past few years, it's blown up like insane. Not not just this year because of the pandemic, but past few years. Um, because you know, I'm always looking for content creators to interview and all that stuff, like yourself and um, you, you know, there's the names that everybody knows and all that. But then there's, I mean, there's people that. You know, they could have like a big following on YouTube or Instagram or something like that and just never heard of them before, you know? <laughs> right. Like, uh, and yeah. Yeah, it's tough out there. 
yeah so just um you know go out there and 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 do it you know try to come up with um sort of maybe a thing that you don't think other people are doing the the right way or you've got a different style maybe you build decks a little bit differently or you know i, I think um one thing that that i'm not very good at building like I, I write about decks every week about building commander decks and i'm much more of uh nope. nope. kind of a synergy guy i'm i'm yeah. much more excited about how the different cards kind of pull together and do cool things together but um a lot of people write that kind of stuff too yeah so um i think people that maybe approach more of a sort of a vorthos approach to commander i think there's there's opportunities out there for more of that sort oh, of building yeah. you know just sort of sort of weird flavor inspired builds you know there's stuff that i run oh, across yeah. people doing that just blow my mind because i'm like i never even would have thought of that but that what a cool idea yeah oh yeah I've, I've done one flavor build like that before like a like a vorthos inspired it was a theros god deck of all the 15 gods um and yeah. just everything had to be related to theros and you know devoting all the gods and all that and you know then i see people like um Kristen emily who builds like a lord of the rings type deck and all that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I was getting ready to bring. I was yeah. going to bring her up too. Yeah, she does. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she she does, and yeah, that's a really good way because you can definitely take your favorite movie, video game, book, whatever, and make a magic deck out of it. I'm sure there's something you can come up with creatively to make <laughs> it into a deck, e e even even if it's not something related to science fiction or, or fantasy. I mean, like, hey, The Matrix is your favorite series. Okay, cool. Sure, I'm sure there's someone out. I'm sure there's someone in magic art that looks like Morpheus or Neo or something like that. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, like five or six years ago, I, 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 a guy came up to me with a deck, and he goes, "Hey, I want you to take a look at my deck, this, and uh, see if you can guess the theme." And so I'm, I'm thumbing through the deck, and, um, you know, it takes me a while, but then I'm like, looks like there's always, uh women in the art right but it's not like scantily cad when yeah. it's just women are do, doing different stuff and he's like this is my ladies looking left deck and every <laughs> card <laughs> every non-land card had a, a lady looking left in the art it was i was just blown away that he could take a theme like that and build a deck around it that played wow <laughs> that's really crazy. fascinating yeah I've I've seen just, I've seen a deck where it, it was a Jace deck and literally every single piece of art had to have Jace on it, like like, <laughs> right. like e e even the lands because of the Ixalan lands and all that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I, I just think that's fascinating that that people can kind of go into that direction with it, you know. Oh yeah, like that's not that's not my my cup of tea um that's not how i think when i build commander decks but i just i really love that commander can allow that sort of expression you know yeah and i feel like it's one of the probably one of the very few formats that can um the only other format that comes to mind that even comes close i guess would be cube i can't mm -hmm. think if there's right. any other format that i don't know maybe there is some other formats that allow that kind of creativity, but those are the two big ones that I can think of off the top of my head.
Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So you've been at this for a while here and, um, you have, I mean, you've met Sheldon pretty much like the grandfather of, you know, EDH and all that. The yep. one who's him and <laughs> what was it? Like three others that came up with the brainchild for it. Something like that. Or? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, from what I understand, um, he had a, 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 a role-playing group that he also played Magic with in Alaska that sort of came up with the original seeds of the idea, and then he he took it to the judge community, um, something for the judges to do to blow off some steam, you know, uh, after after dealing with hardcore Magic players all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure over time he kind of realized, hey, you know, this would be something that even non-judges would appreciate. So thankfully he sort of put it out there for everyone to sort of latch on to and look where look where it's gone. It's amazing, really. Yeah, it's been. um, God, it's like I said, I haven't been playing it nearly as long as you have. I started back in Theros, but even then it wasn't even played a whole lot. Uh I mean, it was definitely played. You could find players, but it was nowhere near the as big as it was now. And, um, y- you know, I-, I guess one of the questions that I have for you, and I-, I guess I want some of your thoughts and opinions, and I'm sure I read them back when the whole thing was, like, new and fresh, but it feels like forever ago. Uh, the whole <laughs> secret layer, Walking Dead. Um, I wanted to get your take on that and, you know, what you think. what you think about it. Um, I, I personally am a fan of the Walking Dead franchise, mm-hmm. um, just the show anyway. I don't, I haven't read the comics. I've read a little bit of the comics, but, um, I'm a fan of the, of the IP and, um, I personally was excited about it. Um, I was a little less excited when I realized that Negan and, uh, Lucille were sort of part of it. I was kind of thinking, mm, that's sort of a little icky <laughs> yeah and that's but, due it is was that mainly due to what negan has done in the comics because like you i've i've only seen up to the show when negan first appeared in the show and then i stopped watching um and then i never read any of the comics either yeah well i mean in the show he's a brutal murderer right mm-hmm. and um he brutally kills several of the characters uh, yeah i remember seeing that that bat Mm -hmm. so it's a little icky to have um a magic version of the bat and oh that's right because the bat has its own card right yeah yeah that's right that's right i forgot about that yeah it's a piece of equipment you can pick up and, (laughs) and put on a character um so i was a little Squicky about that, and and Negan in the in the show, it's sort of um, hinted at. Well, not really hinted at. I mean, he has a harem basically. So yeah, um, I think in the comics, um, it's pretty blatant that he's a rapist. Um, they obviously don't go there really on the show, but yeah. Anyway, the, yeah. having the character show up on a magic card is kind of icky. Um, so I, I feel like. They could have done a better choice there. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I, I know, I know, but yeah. I know a lot of people. What they got really mad about though was that these were um, unique play pieces that you could only get through Secret Lair, 
Yeah. And I personally didn't have a problem with that. Um, yeah, I... I mean, I, Magic, Magic's a collectible card game, and many years ago, I gave up hope of ever collecting every Magic card that I ever wanted. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's... You know, I mean, they, they, they've gotten to the point where there's no way you can keep up unless you're just, you know, a millionaire. Oh, so yeah, just... it's... Like the the insan- insanity on prices. Just today, I was uh, I'm working on re-inventorying all my cards because I'm working on selling off my collection and all that. And just some of the cards I've had for years and years and years, I see them like, oh, this one's a hundred dollars. Oh wait, this one's three hundred dollars now. I'm like, it's <laughs> like I, I've had these cards since I was a kid. Like, what the hell, you know? So <laughs> I, I I know what you mean. It's... Yeah, and and especially if you're a commander fan, like. You don't have to have these high dollar cards to have a good deck and to have fun. Exactly. With it. Yeah. So I I didn't quite understand. I mean, I understood why people were upset about, you know, if you didn't have the, you know, $40 this one week that it was available, then you were, you know, SOL. So I mean, I understand where people were upset about that, especially since Secret Lair is not really available overseas yeah um so you know i i understood sort of the i understood that people were upset but the level of upset that people got felt a little overblown just from my perspective but oh it definitely did it got overblown um (laughs) like i personally don't like the idea of it just them selling unique cards like that in a secret layer but in the end, it I, I don't care at the same time because it's like, unless there were cards I really, really wanted, you know, I would have gotten them or I would get them on the secondary market. And yeah. but it's also like it, it doesn't it doesn't affect you from being able to play magic. And I feel like they could have very easily have have followed sort of that the Godzilla. Yeah. Style, right they could have I made, loved that style yeah but like they could have made Walking Dead character versions using sort of that name you know the mm-hmm. you know have the actual magic card name below the name of the card so that they could have reprinted um, you know quote unquote real magic versions of these cards like I feel like they should have done that that seems like a yeah. brainer to me like I, I, I wonder if anybody brought that up in the, when they were cooking up this idea, or if they just ran straight ahead with these unique game pieces and didn't even think that they would upset people. No, it was probably just some executive just being like, "Nope, you got to print them. <laughs> got to print. Don't doesn't matter if they're a card or not that ex- that exists. Just print them." And it's probably why they they had Negan on on there too because they don't care what Negan does Jeffrey Dean Morgan you know he's so popular on that show and you know right people are gonna want a Negan card they don't executives like that they don't care about the moral (laughs) morals of it they're like nah whatever (laughs) yeah I feel like the 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 vetting process of that was not not done very well I Um, mean it's just think about it if if Watsi, if some Watsi executive or Hasbro executive thought that they could make a killing 
doing Donald Trump secret layer cards, they would do it. And it would like, <laughs> it, it would, you know, the magic community would blow up, you know, with a lot of angry people and all that. But if they knew they could make money doing it, they'd, they'd do it. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> I mean, w- would you be surprised? <laughs> I would not be surprised. That's for sure. No. I mean, I hope they never, you know, do that. Like n- not just Trump, but I hope they never ever get into like, Hey, we're doing political secret layer cards. Like, Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, dear God, no. <laughs> Yeah, well, like the the cards that they come out with, just this recent uh, the secret versary or whatever, um, those seemed perfectly fine, right? Like, yeah, what are they all... again? There was like the Bob Ross ones. Um, um, let me look it up again because I can't even remember already. There, there... there was a box of rocks. And oh, there was the, yeah, that's right. The Seb McKinnon collection, which is awesome. Yeah, that those one cards. looks really good. I, I went ahead and bought like three sets of the non-foil because $30 damnation damnations. I mean, right. I know I'm, <laughs> I, I I'm looking at it now. Cause I, I kind of forgot all about this. Like the box of rocks. I mean, I mean the, the cards are cool. Like the actual cards they have are cool. I'm just not a fan of that art style. Yeah. And that's what I really like with these secret layers. Like, like there's that, that rock one that, that rock and roll one or the where it has yeah, like the, the different like album curves. Like I personally don't like that style, but I see a lot of people online that love it and that stuff is cool. You know? Yeah. I have a friend of mine that's a, it's a big heavy metal fan. And, and when I saw that, I, I definitely pinged him and said, Hey, I, I imagine you're going to want this. And he was like, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hell yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at the the Seb McKinnon one. Yeah, that. Yeah, I only really want it for the, for the damnation shit. The Enchanted Evening isn't too bad too. All yeah, I mean are... the rest of the cards aren't nearly as as good as Damnation, but they look yeah. great. Oh yeah, the art and, is freaking killer. I mean, if you look at the price for like a Damnation, it's like forty dollars. Is it really? So, it's like forty bucks right now. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I have a few copies, but it's like that. That's one of my problems with, you know, I love that my collection is worth money and I can sell it. But man, for people that are like, say, this year just getting into Commander or just Magic in general, they're screwed, mm-hmm. man. Like, like, because <laughs> you and I, we've been in this. I've been playing since Urza Saga, you know, on and off. And you've been playing since 1994, and I'm sure both our collections are pretty decent and all that. Like, we've got a wide pool of cards we can pick from when we're building decks. We're lucky in that aspect. A lot of people aren't lucky, where it when they're brand new to the game, they're having to drop a crap ton of money when we're just like, oh, yeah, yeah I have this $50 card that I got for 50 cents when it was, you know, brand new. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it sucks. I mean... Like I said, I, I want my money, I want my cards to be worth money at the same time. You know, it's like that right. double-edged sword, but I want more people to play. Um, but they are doing a really good job with um, these commander decks, you know, the commander oh, decks that they yeah. put out. Like, especially this year's commander decks, uh, the Ikoria ones, like the Zyrus and um, like Cathrol and Otrimi. Oh, I, I think right out of the box, those are really good. Yeah, I think... Um, 
you know, if you if you start investing in good rare dual lands, not the dual lands, but like you know, check lands, shock lands, mm-hmm. um, these um, pathways, and um, you know, if you just start investing in grabbing, you know, a set of of all of those, and then just buy a precon deck and start building out that way. I mean, you've got yourself a workable deck right out oh, of the yeah. box, which is pretty cool. Yeah, even those uh, two new commander decks that came out in Zendikar Rising, um, the Landfall one and the, the Anawan Rogue one, The mm-hmm. even the Rogue one right out of the box felt super strong right out of the box. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just make some upgrades to it, like basic land stuff and... Yeah, fix your mana base with better lands, and you've you've got a contender. Yeah, um, so and I, I think that's great. I mean, I I realize that you know folks like you and I are coming from a position of privilege where we have such a wide collection of cards, yeah. and I mean that's one of the reasons I love the format is that I can just build with all of these cards that I've I've had for years and years and years, and I love. Mm-hmm. But um, you know. You don't need those cards to win, and no. you don't need those cards to have fun. <laughs> no, you know, and, and it's fun to collect those cards over time too. You know, there's like um, as long as I had been playing Magic, I I had never gotten the Mana Crypt, and then Ooh. when it was reprinted in um, was it Eternal Masters or? Yeah, it was one of the first master sets. They reprinted it, and a friend of mine opened it up. He had no interest in it at all, and instead, like I basically traded him like ten cards for it, mm-hmm. and, and I had it. You know, it was like mana crip. I was super <laughs> excited. You know, so I, I think um, for newer players, you know, instead of feeling like they're they're being held back from playing the cards they want to play. I mean, just, you know, work towards it, right? Yeah. Like some of those higher 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 uh expensive cards you can you can get a hold of like, you know, if you crack open a pack, sometimes you get lucky and open up something sweet that somebody's willing to give you some some cool old cards for, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um yeah, I, I feel like Precons are in a much better position this year compared to last year and the year before. The past two years of Commander Decks yeah. 2018, 2019 were just not good. I mean, they they had some good cards in them, but just I feel like overall they just felt much weaker compared to the years past. Like 2017 was insanely good with the with all the tribal stuff with cats, dragons and vampires and wizards. And then 2016 mm-hmm. was even better with, was it like Atraxa, the, the four color stuff, Atraxa, the, um, Brea. And yeah, I can't remember the other two. A&T. Yeah. I can never pronounce their names at all. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I just call it K and T. Yeah. I have a KT deck. I love the deck. Yeah. It's a great deck, but I, I can never pronounce the Kianos and Tyro or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then e- even 2015 was some great decks like Marin and Izix or Mizix, I mean. Um, those were some really good decks out of the box. And and I hope that 
it continues on that they keep like for next year's commander sets i hope they're just as good as last year's or, or this year's i mean mm-hmm. yeah I'm, i'll be very curious to see what they do i, I um my my one complaint this year is having the commander decks come out at the same time as the sets that they're sort of tied to. Um, I think it sort of steps on the excitement a bit. I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, I, I will say when um like during Ikoria, when they were also uh doing the Ikoria release of, you know, showing all the new cards and they were showing new cards of the Ikoria commander, like either the next day or something i i personally was getting confused as to what belongs to what you know right because i i i play limited so i like to know what limited cards are going to be in the pool and then i see something <laughs> like otrimi is gonna you know like oh crap that i can possibly build that in a sealed pool and then like oh no wait so yeah it gets confusing for that um and i can kind of agree with killing the excitement of a set as well too yeah, I think it well, I think it just kind of muddies it, right? It kind of steps on both sets excitement a bit, right? Um cuz for instance, not everybody's interested in commander, right? So Yeah. People that are interested in the main set for standard or whatever, you know, and all of a sudden there's this commander stuff that keeps popping up. Um or maybe you're mostly just interested in commander and like you're like, "Oh hey, when did the deck list go come out? I didn't even see anything about yeah. that. I was so busy reading this other stuff." So um well, who's even playing like... other paper formats right now anyway? Like how can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like the idea of tying commander decks to themes of the of the most recent set. I think that's kind of a cool idea, right? It makes it easier to um for people to kind of jump in, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I, I like this idea of just getting rid of, like, the Planeswalker intro decks and just doing intro commander decks like they did for Zendikar Rising, and then they did did they did two more for Commander's Legends. And I, I feel like that's perfect. You know, I feel like releasing a whole commander set, like you were saying, with Ikoria, is, I don't think, the way to go, like you were saying. I... But, I feel like they should like wait a couple weeks, right? Like release Ikoria, yeah, and then two weeks later you release the commander decks for Ikoria, right? I can see that. I mean, the only complaint I can see is just people complaining about product fatigue, which I mean, the past couple <laughs> of years there's new products every year or every every day. It feels like I can't even. <laughs> I can't keep up, especially with Secret Layer now. Right. Like I can't keep up with it all. But um Yeah. Well you just have to you have to pick and choose, right? You have to realize oh, yeah. that you can't buy it all and 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 you really shouldn't, really. I mean you you no. should buy what makes you happy and then just don't let the other stuff bother you. <laughs> yeah, I used to get a, a case of every standard set that would come out and um I, I've been doing that for like the past three, four years or so. And I have told myself next year, I am not doing that anymore. I'll probably just get a box or two of each new standard set because mm. getting a case now, now that I'm trying to work through on selling this collection. Oh my gosh. It's so much work, <laughs> so much organizing all that. And I don't, I, I barely have enough time as it is now with my day job and it's, 
And I just I just don't so you, like organizing. You're selling your collection. Are you getting out of Magic altogether, or no, just... no, 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 no. Like I'm I'm still keeping all like my EDH decks and like and the EDH staples or whatever. It's just everything else that I know I'm never ever gonna play. And it's like I've I've got. I've got so many cards. It's crazy. Like, um, I sold, what was it, last year? I think it was last year, yeah. Last year I sold um, just a small chunk of my collection, which was like almost 100,000 cards. And mm -hmm. I, I still have probably like sixty to 70,000 cards left that I just need to go through and get rid of where I'm just like, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want like one binder of staples because I've got like, 10 binders right now just full of cards right um and then i'm just like no i just want to go down to one binder like maybe not even fill it up all the way <laughs> just go yeah, from funny. there I, when i used to go to the scg cons and then like i went to command fest and a couple other conventions i would like go through my collection and like pull a stack of like you know like about this many cards that I knew were valuable. Mm -hmm. And then I would take, you know, the first day of the convention, I'd go up to a Star City Games buyer or somebody and, you know, get $500 to spend at the convention weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then bring home a couple hundred dollars even at the end to, you know, pay bills with or gas or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. That, that, I would fund I would fund my weekend with magic cards that I was just Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've done the same thing um and that's what I was going to do this year. Um I was getting everything all ready to like get all my binders ready and take them to some magic fest this year and then, you know, pandemic hit. So I've been slowly but surely trying to offload a lot of the more valuable cards through Cardsphere. Um mm -hmm. And it's it's just a slow process of having to ship it all out and you know go through it all because that was one thing I liked about Magic Fest is I would just bring my binders, tell the vendor, be like, here I want to sell what's in here, and they just go through it and start pricing it. I don't have to do it, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like you do it. I'll sit here, go on my phone. You tell me when you're when you're ready to give me money. <laughs> yeah. I would love it because they'd have that. They usually would have that play mat that had, yep. you know, twenty five cents, fifty cents, dollar, yeah. two, you know, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, <laughs> and they would just throw the cards out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That, that I when they did Magic Fest Tampa last year, um, I think that's all I did for like one day. I spent like five, six hours just. I just gave him my stack of binders. Just said, here you go. As I'm just sitting on the phone, just talking with the guy or talking with friends walking by. And and then yeah. I, I just went home after that because I'm like, I, I sat there for like six hours doing nothing. and But I didn't want to leave, you know, the binders alone or anything. Yeah, and sometimes I would, I would take like half of it in store credit and then... Wendy and I would would hit the different singles and looking for cool cards to add to our commander decks or whatever that maybe we didn't already have. Yeah. Um, looking the, you know, the damaged cards that are sleeve playable, and right? Look for bargain things like that. That that damaged dual land that you know you would never ever play like in a legacy tournament, but hey, in commander, eh, it's still good. 
it's still good. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's leave it up and who cares? Yeah, right? Um, oh, man, I, I miss Magic Fest as much as... God, it, as much as, like, how badly some of them were run, it's, I do miss them because they were just, like, a beacon of, like, being able to get together with your friends and share some mm-hmm. crummy hotel and... <laughs> like right. stay with a bunch of other guys and just realize why didn't I get my own hotel room? Oh, I wanted to try and save money and all that stuff. It's like, and it's like it's. I know I can afford my own hotel room, but when it's like, oh hey, I only have to spend twenty bucks on a hotel room for the weekend. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Right. I don't need sleep. <laughs> and then at the end of that weekend, you're like, oh god, I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I miss those. I miss them, and I hope they come back in some shape or form next year. Yeah, I I feel like they will. I mean, it may be maybe the end of the summer, or maybe in the fall yeah. next year. But they'll be back. They'll be back. So they how they'll be back? Okay, people are going to be really jonesing for it. Yeah, because like I I was planning on Vegas last or this year. I mean, um, and I. I really want to go to Vegas. Um, Just GP Vegas. I've never been to one before. Um, (laughs) And that way my wife, my wife and I can go, she can go and do her own thing. And then I can just go um, play magic, magic, magic Woodstock. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's um, I'm looking forward to traveling again because it's what I do for my day job. Um, I like before this pandemic, I would have to travel I wouldn't say I'd have to travel a lot, but I probably travel at least once every three months or so. Okay. And, but so this whole you year, oh yeah, I enjoyed it. It's like this whole year I've just been at home and mm-hmm. just bored out of my mind sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I've been working from home too. It's kind of, uh, I mean, just even the, the, just driving to work and driving home and changing that, you know, having that change of scenery, um, you definitely miss it. Oh, I don't, I don't miss the driving. Well, I've been, I've actually been working from home since last summer, like last year. Um, Hmm, so before the whole pandemic, so I completely don't miss the commute at all. (laughs) I I do not miss. And it it was funny. I, I saw a tweet from someone on my timeline saying like, you know, I've been working from home this whole year and, I got up today and put on some office clothes instead of just my pajamas. And I'm just like, I've been working from home like in six months, it's going to be almost two years since I've been working from home. And I have not once ever got dressed to like work from home. The, the only time like I'll quote unquote get dressed is if I know I have to go somewhere later that afternoon. Like if I have to travel like locally somewhere. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like I'm, I'm in my pajamas all the time. <laughs> just <laughs> I have no qualms about ever feeling like I got to get dressed. I'm definitely very curious to see. I mean, now that obviously I can do my job from home, like, are they really going to bring everybody back next year to work in the office? Like, um, I imagine that they're saving money on electricity and. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have to be. Um I think a lot of it depends on your industry and your position. Like I, I'm an IT, so it's and what I do is IT. I'm a network engineer, so I don't really need to ever 
be in an office or anything unless I'm right. physically having to work on some equipment. And that's always planned and scheduled ahead of time unless there's like an emergency. I never have to be there day to day because there's other people to handle the day to day stuff. I work on a lot of, you know, project level stuff where I do a lot of planning and meetings and all that stuff. Um, right. So I think it really depends on what you do. Like, does it really require you to be in an office? I mean, you know, it's. I, I was I was about to say call center stuff, but even call centers are moving to home too, and you know. Yeah, I, I work in logistics. I'm a forecast analyst. Um, for oh, that's company. that's we, right. Yeah, I remember you told me that before. Yeah, we sell um, uh, small household appliances, so um, I work with salespeople and help them get a forecast in, and then we have planners in China that you know arrange for various factories to make our stuff and um you know basically i just beat on spreadsheets all day <laughs> hey. um so you know it it feels like my job could be just as effective here at home so I'll, i'm very curious as to whether they'll go to you know like one week on and one week at home or if they'll do you know two days a week you go into the office three days a week you work from home like i'm i'm curious if they're gonna end up with sort of a hybrid um thing or whether they'll just have some people just work from home yeah the one thing i've noticed with um working in an office because th there have been a few times like this year that i've had to go to our local office in tampa and um you know, for various reasons. Um, and just, I, you really forget that when you're in an office, how much time you waste in an office with just talking to people, you know, talking <laughs> to your coworkers or, you know, the water cooler talk and all that. And right. cause when you're at home, there's really, there's none of that, you know, there's just, you're in front of a computer, just doing your work and, you know, and yeah. then you feel guilty for spending, you know, five minutes on Twitter, just <laughs> looking away and <laughs> like, oh, crap, I got to get back to work. But, you know, I, I'm definitely and you're interrupted. By, and, and at least in my house, you're interrupted by your cat that jumps in your jumps. Oh, on your computer. oh, oh, yeah. That, that's me every day. Um, I'm surprised my cat hasn't come right now to <laughs> jump up here because um, it's actually cold down here in Florida like these past two days. Um, you're up in Virginia still? Yeah, yeah. Is it snowing up there right now? No. <laughs> no? No, but Wendy has a feeling that we're going to get snow uh, around the 11th or 12th. So uh, she's got pretty good intuition, so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to get some snow there. Yeah, I'm not a fan of... Like, I like snow to visit, but I would not want to live in the snow. <laughs> I'm good. Like, it, it, it's... Yeah, Richmond sometimes gets pretty heavy snow, but it's very rare, and it usually doesn't last more than a couple oh, of days. Oh, really? And then it melts it away, yeah. Why, why is that? Is it? Are you guys really close to the coast or something? Or, um, Well, I live in uh, Richmond, Virginia, which is kind of dead middle of the state. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Shows like, my geography yeah. skills. <laughs> like Star City Games is in Roanoke, Virginia, which is about three hours to the west. Um, okay. And kind of up in the mountains a bit. So they get a lot more snow than than we do up there. 
In fact, oh, we had a SCG con that we we were um, uh, a blizzard kind of blew in and basically trapped us all there. Like nobody could oh, fly wow. out on Sunday, so we basically had like SCG con in the lobby of the hotel on Sunday. It was pretty hilarious. Oh wow! Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the I've only experienced um, what I would consider like two very cold winters um one was up in maine during the dead dead of winter and oh man oh my god that was cold but i i bet i even <laughs> like it Are got you down a florida native oh yeah oh yeah born born and raised in florida so holy uh, cow so a maine winter i'm sure was pretty brutal <laughs> like it got down to like negative 20 or something one day and <laughs> and, and it, it was weird how quickly your body acclimates to that because so like it was negative 20 in the morning then it got up to like zero degrees that morning or, or like later that morning and you're like ooh, it's feeling warmer out and all that. <laughs> um and and it's crazy but the worst kind of winter i ever experienced was being in chicago for like a week mm. like during the winter and oh my god that was even worse than maine like it didn't get as cold but it was just the wind the wind was just I, I, oh god <laughs> plus it's uh, all that moisture that cold moisture from the great lakes and stuff yeah too. yeah that, that was a different kind of winter that was um <laughs> that that I, I don't know how people do that <laughs> yeah crazy but yeah i'm good with my um with my florida winters where i i will say it got down to like 30 degrees the other the other day the other morning um here and that was like that's unheard of for us in in December because usually, usually that doesn't happen till like February time or anything. Wow. So, what part of Florida are you in? I, I live just right north of Tampa on the west coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's pretty unusual. <laughs> oh yeah, and um, I mean it's been a been a pretty unusual weather season this year too i mean we've had so many hurricanes um luckily we only got hit by one hurricane and by the time it actually hit us it was way too far out west for it to even do anything so i got like my whole house prepped and ready and all this stuff and cleaned up my yard got some tree branches down and then like oh nothing happened i'm like ugh, spent that whole day just <laughs> Because it was like a sudden shift and turn, and that's one thing you, you got to watch out for them. It's because this hurricane wasn't destined to hit us or anything, and then just like the next morning, it's like, oh nope, it's coming right for us. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I it, think that was when we had to reschedule our interview, right? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, because it's I had no idea like what was going to happen, because. <laughs> And then, like, ends up nothing happening. And I was just so exhausted because I spent the whole day just getting everything ready. Because with I don't I don't know how many I don't know if you've ever been through a hurricane or whatever. It's you just yeah. really have no idea what's going to happen with it. Yeah, we actually um, get hit with hurricanes every once in a while here to the when they go inland. Um, oh, OK. Oh, yeah, yeah that, it, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, we've we've had some pretty pretty dramatic hurricanes that have come through. In fact, when I first bought this house that I'm in now, um, we had just closed on it, and then like the hurricane hit, 
like two days later and knocked out power where I was renting. Um, and the, the house that we had closed on was about a, normally about a five minute drive from where the house that I was renting. Mm -hmm. So I went out to, to check on the house, the new house. And it took me like 45 minutes cause there was trees down everywhere. Oh God. Yeah. The, you know, flooded areas. And so when I finally got here, we had, we had power. So it was like, I went back and we just like loaded up our cars with stuff, <laughs> blankets and TV and food. And we just drove over to the new house. Oh my! Could could um, you imagine having to call a make a homeowner's insurance claim on that? Like, hey, I just bought this house two days ago. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, we can get. Some, yeah, Richmond can get some crazy. Some there was one. Um, we have. Uh, there's a lot of hills in Richmond, and mm -hmm. a lot of hills that basically kind of feed down into this area. That's called Shaco Bottom, um, which is right by the James River. And there was a hurricane that, that came up, and I guess it was a tropical storm by the time it hit us. But it basically, because of the, the weather system, it parked right over Richmond City and basically flooded that whole... It was like a, a bowl that just oh my filled gosh. up with water. Like, wow. there, was this, there was so much rain that was being dumped. Like, there was these huge... Um, sinkholes that that opened up in the city streets from all the oh, wow. water yeah it was just it was insane the the flooding there was crazy so there is a uh a, a, anytime there's a hurricane or even tropical storm that hits tampa there's a street oh my gosh that's i think it's called like bayside or bay court or, or bay street something like that without fail whenever a tropical storm comes through that street floods like really bad and um there's always sharks that are found throughout that street so just, just <laughs> oh and, and th there's houses along that street but they're like houses that are like you know a little bit higher up so they're not flooded as well so can you right. just imagine opening up your front door and be like oh look there's some sharks right outside my driveway <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy oh my god yeah it's without fail like, that even happened um when that the last hurricane that hit us um it's I, I always find that hilarious, but yeah, the, the sinkholes are no joke at all. That that's like my biggest worry about this house because um Florida's known for its sinkholes, but at least the I guess the one shining beacon, like if there was a sinkhole that were to affect this house, hey, my house is completely paid for at that point. <laughs> my homeowner's <laughs> right. insurance would just completely cover it and yeah. I could just go buy a new house. <laughs> which you know i mean not that i want to go just do that suddenly but you know it's at least you don't have to worry about the house anymore you know what i mean yeah absolutely but um well i'm glad the i'm glad you dodged the the hurricane nonsense this time around yeah th this year was um it wasn't really i mean there was a lot of hurricanes but none of them really hit were affecting affecting florida at all it was like louisiana and texas got hit bad like they just got wrecked this year. Yeah. Um. Even yeah. the even the Panhandle got hit a bunch this year too. Um. Yeah, and we usually get some that come up the East Coast, but there really wasn't all that much yeah. action this. So. Which that's good. I mean, we don't need more craziness in 2020. 
<laughs> man. I mean, like, I know it's like a meme at this point where it's like 2020 has been a year, but holy crap, it's been, you know, with the yeah. whole freaking election crap going on. And then, you know, the the race riots, the was it the Australian fires that happened when like Australia was completely on fire for like a month? Like, right. oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. The murder hornets. Um, <laughs> right. And, and it. The monolith yeah, shows I, up. I, I was just about to say, like, when when I first saw this story break about the monolith and people were like, it's aliens. I'm like, I don't even care at this point. If it's aliens, okay, cool. If it's aliens right. that are coming to kill us, just do it. All right. Just <laughs> like, um, I, I mean, if. All right. All right. Picture this. So it's like December 31st, right? Trump comes on TV and he says, hey, he's got to make an announcement. Be like, hey, there are aliens here, you know, on Earth. And he shows up with some, like, alien ambassador from another planet. Would we even be surprised <laughs> at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might think that he's lying about it. But other oh, than that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's just. Yeah, it's been that kind of year where you just be like, OK, aliens. All right. Okay, cool. Next. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, oh, man. It's been, I don't know. I, I, I will say, like, this whole election thing still freaking scares me, man, because it's, you know, it's, we still got a little bit, it feels like we still got a little bit of ways till igno inauguration day, and it's like, it still feels like, it, at least I'm not feeling that heavy anxiety like I was during that week during the election, but... There's still that, like, in the back of my mind, like, oh, shit, what if he does something really dumb? And it's like, <laughs> right. like, like, what if he tries to declare martial law or some crap and, you know, yeah. and just, oh, God, <laughs> it, it's scary, man. It's like, I don't know. The, the whole thing's scary. <laughs> I, I don't know. It should be coming to a close soon. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping like we just get through like this month and then what is it january 20th or whatever like just mm -hmm. get through that and then then i can stop worrying about what the president's doing every day and all that i don't have to hear about him in the news every single day right you know. and every hour or whatever like yeah you can check in with what the president's doing once or twice a week and that's about it <laughs> yeah right oh man but um yeah, it's been a year, man. It's been um how have you all been handling the pandemic, by the way, you and your family? Um, it's been tough. Uh my my kids um live with their mom and we've had to social distance because um me and, and Wendy um both have some underlying health issues that, you know, would complicate uh COVID. <laughs> I see the cat. It's so cute. <laughs> the cat back there. Um, so, you know, I've had to basically shut off contact with my kids other than, oh God, that's you know, hard. We, we can like sit in the yard together, you know, 10 feet apart and talk and stuff like that here and there. So, How old are your kids? Um, I have a son who's 18 and my daughter will be 20 this month, actually. So Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still it still can't be easy though. Yeah, that was tough to kind of um, shut you know because 
I used to, see, you know, see them every week. They'd come over and we'd hang out and go get some dinner and watch a movie and, you know. Yeah. That, I definitely kind of miss that, but, um, you know, we've been able to pretty much keep keep ourselves uh, socially, um, you know, socially distant and working from home and so, yeah. God. Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's tough though. I mean, I'm glad to see you're pushing through it. It's, um, it's, God, I, we just had to send my youngest daughter back to school, um, pat, like last month because we started her off doing the, the at home learning, but it, it's terrible it, it, for her, for, especially for her age because she's 11. It's, mm. it's just terrible. And I feel so bad for the teacher and all that because it's she, she's definitely more of a hands-on learner and she needs the the one-on-one face-to-face time and all that and mm. you just can't get that with the at-home learning and all that and she was just failing and here i am because her computer's like right there um right across from me and so i would just have to constantly make sure she's you know doing her work and all that so it was distracting me from my job and mm. she was just failing we had to send her back i did not want to do it but i had to i had to do what i had to do for education but my oldest my oldest daughter she's 17 and she's um i mean the high school at home learning it's almost kind of like taking college courses and all that it's they they go on there they do their meetings and they go do their work and that's it right and it's a lot she has plus it's a more mature mindset too that she has yeah yeah, my son's still he's a his senior year in high school, and that's what he's been doing. So, yeah, seems to be seems to be doing pretty good, doing pretty yeah. decent grades. I mean, I know it's tough, like especially your senior year of high school, like like you know. Yeah, I know, right? That's when you're like king of the walk, right? You're you're right? the upper class man, and <laughs> you, you you take all the you, you take all the easy classes because you already did them all in the past three years, and right. Um, that's what I did. I took all the easy classes and took all the fun elections and all that and just said, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did the same thing. You can't really do that now. Jeez. Man, it's like, was it like no senior prom or homecoming mm-hmm. or anything? Jeez. Right. God. But then, you know, I think about, you know, in the past, you know, things that are our ancestors, our grandfathers and grandmothers had to go through some things that were a heck of a lot worse than being at home on the internet. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all relative to like what, what you grew up in and all that. Um, and it's, yeah, this whole thing's just been hard. Like I've been, I've only seen my mom twice this year because she, she only lives like a few miles away from me. And, um, but she's an ICU nurse, so I don't really feel comfortable seeing her and all mm-hmm. that. Like, I saw her once on Mother's Day and then another time because there was an emergency with my grandmother um, that I had to go take care of. And because my mom deals with COVID-19 every single day at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. and, and, and we were ju- I, it was her birthday the other day and we were just talking like what do we want to do for Christmas? Cause for Thanksgiving, we didn't do anything. We just stayed home. And I told my mom, like, we're probably just going to do the same thing. Just 
stay home and this will be the first Christmas in forever that, you know, we don't go see my family. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, that, that's going to suck, especially for my kids. They, you know, they, they've been wanting to see their grandparents forever. Mm. And especially my grandmother, yeah. too, because she's um, she's 89, I think, 89 or 90. And um, wow. I, I can't risk having my kids go see her because if she were to get COVID, she'll die. Like, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She's already on oxygen anyway. So it's mm. sh- she'll be yeah. taken out. So it's been a year. It's been... um. Did your grandma get on uh, Zoom or anything like that? God, you can't get her. <laughs> she, it, she can barely operate Facebook. I mean, <laughs> and, and I'm not oh. saying that to like be mean or anything, but it's just I, I can't, I can't walk her through that. She'll just be, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like I, what? I, I, uh, you know, I've been doing some video chatting with my mom and stuff to keep in touch with her over the, over this, this year. And it's been nice, you know, just to see your face and talk, you know? Oh yeah. It's not, it's not as good as, you know, face to face and hugs and stuff, but, um, you know, it's not a bad way to go. You know, if you, if you can't, if you can't risk that, that contact, man, if only we had known that, uh, video company or meeting companies like zoom go to meeting and all that or ring central we should have invested in them before the pandemic because man i bet their stock has gone up oh heck yeah absolutely oh man (laughs) because think how many companies just suddenly had to buy those solutions to like be able to keep their company afloat and all that like (laughs) like this year my job um our, our whole company had to suddenly move to Microsoft teams and, and all that. And I'm sure Microsoft team, like Microsoft has saw like a huge boost in teams and all that stuff too. Shit. Yeah. We actually moved to that this year too. I actually like it. I, I feel like it's a pretty good program. It's, um, I, I love being able to just run meetings through it from there and not have like 5 million other applications. And I can just quickly look at my calendar in there and, I can do like whiteboard drawings and all that from it. It's nice. Yeah, my biggest beef is uh, is having to switch to Outlook. Uh, the, I I yell and scream at Outlook at least two or three times a day. Just seems like such a terrible program. I guess it depends on what version of Outlook you're using. Which one? Like, what version of Office are you all on? Um, Office 365. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're probably on the newer version of Outlook and all that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of that version. I think that's 2019 or something. It just seems to bog down constantly. And I have oh, a new yeah. laptop that they, that they just hooked me up with this year. And like, I'll click on to open up an, a, a, you know, one of the emails and it'll just sit there, you know, and no. I'm like, can you open up my email, you know, or then it'll um it'll start to lag to where i'm typing an email and it's like you know it's like six characters behind what i'm typing yeah i'm like but yeah it's 2020 that like that shouldn't be happening what the (laughs) heck's going on here no um no it's probably just that version of office um i don't know 
it's um and it's a thing man well we are almost two hours into this here and it's getting a little bit late um because i need to i've got meetings in the morning unfortunately yeah <laughs> we, we kind of got off on, ta- on some tangents there and that's all right that's all right this is what i love with this it's you know talk about we talked a lot of magic and then just whatever else pops up that's what i love about these conversations yeah. um absolutely so i want to thank you for coming on had a great time chatting especially about magic and just picking your brain about some stuff and um talking about some other great stuff um where yeah, can people let's try to get a spell table game yes yes i was just about to say i want to get you on my stream for some edh um I've been kind of streaming a little bit less than I have. Like I've been doing Tuesday nights pretty regularly. Um, okay. But like before I would do at least two, three, sometimes four, four times a week. And especially like during the pandemic heavy, but I've been getting less and less with that. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just, I could, probably do a, I could probably do a Tuesday night game. Yeah. Do you actually have any commander legends packs? Cause I've been doing commander Legends sealed lately. I do. I still have two two pools that I haven't opened yet. Ooh, okay. Because I I like to open them up on stream and then build them, and that's what I've been having some of the other players do. We all open them up on stream, talk about what we pulled, and try to build and yeah. play at least one game. So I might reach out to you for maybe next Tuesday. Hold on, let me make okay. sure. Next Tuesday is. Yeah. Okay. Nope. I just making sure I didn't have any podcast interviews because I've been scheduling podcast interviews like crazy lately. Okay. So I yeah. will, I will, packs. yeah, I will try to reach out to you. Uh, I have some packs right up there. Oh, sweet. <laughs> sweet. Yep. Well, sealed, awesome. Sealed packs ready to roll. Yep. I've got two more pools left of my box that I can do. I've got 12 packs left. So, okay. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Well, where can people find you should they want to reach out or, or look at your look at your stuff or read your articles? I mean, well, the easiest way to kind of get all of my links is if you go to Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is um, Blair Witch Green, all one word. Um, B-L-A-I-R, which like the w- Wicked Witch and the color green. <laughs> and um, I have a link to my link tree there, and it basically has all my links to all the various content that I do. But um, I write every week um, for StarCityGames.com. Um, I write about Commander every Saturday, and um, I know they have a paywall for their content, um, but basically all content is free after a week. So if, okay. um, if you go and look for articles um you can get you know all the the previous months and months and months of articles that i've written about commander um right there available so yeah i'm um, looking at it right now um so so it's like so just the uh the newest article that you have out about gen arcanum weaver yeah that would be one that you would need to have the scg premium right yep yep so then you're saying so next week or whatever it should be yeah. So available the, yeah this saturday you would be able to read it oh this um, saturday okay yeah so then okay. my new article will go up that saturday and so then last week's article and everything before that will be free to read and you have 
a large history of articles here. You have your you have all the way back from January 6, 2000 is your very first article, at least that I'm finding here. I don't yes. know if that is your actual very first article for Star City Games. I actually started writing for Star City Games in 1999. Okay. Do, do they have those articles somewhere or are those lost to time somewhere? Um, I think the first couple of years it was lost to time when they changed servers. Oh, um, okay. and, they, and they used to have all my articles going back to like 2003, I think. Well, maybe 2002. I, well, when I click then, on your when I click on your link thing, I'm I'm seeing all the way back from January 6, 2000. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it's okay. 80 pages worth of articles if you want to read Benny's entire works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, I've, I um I was one of the first writers for Star City Games when they first um scooped up people like Jamie Wakefield and. Uh, uh, the ferret and uh, John Rizzo and and uh, some of those old old old, old folks. So yeah, it, I've just um, yeah, Star City games seem like Pete, a Pete huge change. Very well, and that's awesome. I've always felt like a. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, go check me out at Star City Games, and um, also I do um, I do a little bit of streaming, and you can find me under the Complete Commander on 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 um twitch oh that's who that was i i saw that you followed me on twitch and i'm like oh complete commander i'm like i thought it was like a newer content creator or something <laughs> <laughs> well my book my book's called the complete commander oh so yeah I, I, I was trying to kind of build on that um I, I did, a bit i did not make the connection until just now <laughs> and i also have a youtube channel that i have as the complete commander as well so okay I upload some videos to YouTube as well. Awesome. Because some, some people prefer to watch um, YouTube videos. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your night for coming on and just chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thanks for inviting me. I had a really good time talking with you. Yeah, you too, man. And um, I will reach out to you about the Commander Legends Sealed. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss the details about it in DM about okay. it. All right. All right, sounds good. All right, all right, well, have a good one, man. You too. All right. Hey, everybody, I hope you all enjoyed the episode with Benny. I really enjoyed our conversation there. It was getting to be close to two hours, and I'm like, whoa, okay, we got we to gotta slow down because I could keep going. Um, and that's how a lot of these conversations end up being where you're just like, you could just keep going and going and going, but you know you have to stop and that sometimes it gets a little bit frustrating because it's like I want to just keep talking but I'm also tired and I want to go to bed and I got to wake up early tomorrow and go to work and all that stuff but hey you know life happens but I hope you all enjoyed Benny, my conversation with Benny make sure you definitely go check him out and check out his uh, content he does some really good commander articles and hope you follow him and all that tell him Zuby sent you and you know, thank you all for listening and watching the show. And I appreciate every single one of you. And I appreciate the silent listeners out there as well, too. You are noticed. And thank you all and have a good night.